smiles And I bowed my head and I whispered Lord, please do the same for me And I'm so glad that I can tell you He's always given victory I sing because there is an empty grave I sing because there is a power that saves I sing because His grace is real to me I sing because I am not alone I sing because One day I'm going home where I shall sing through all eternity. I sing because I am not alone. I sing because one day I'm going home where I shall sing through all eternity. Eternity Amen, amen I uh, I love to sing Keep it going there, uh, Brother David I haven't sung that song in 30 years Which is pretty much the same with this song But it's a song that gives us hope In the difficulties of life One night upon the sea A ship was tossing to and fro Breakers dashed on every hand Angry winds around it blow And all on board were filled with fright As the mighty billows roll And then they called upon the one Who the winds and waves control And when he reaches out his hand Billows cease at his command Winds and waves obey His will When He says to them, Be still What man is this, they all did say That the winds and sea obey He's the one who sails with me he is my master of the sea. You like that country a little twang in this song, don't you, Rick? Yeah, I know you do. Though the storms of life may rage, the mighty billows may round you roll. He can calm life's troubled sea Just like He did in days of old So as upon life's sea you sail Trust in Him who never fails 
I'm so glad he sails with me. He is my master of the sea. And when he reaches out his hand, the billows cease at his command. Winds and waves obey his will when he says to them, Be still. What man is this they all did say? That the winds and sea obey. He's the one who sails with me. He is my master of the sea. He is the one who sails with me. He is the master of the sea, of the sea. Amen. The reason why I haven't sung those songs in so many years is they're on the tracks that I have for those songs are on cassette. You remember that? That's an antique today. And I have a good friend at church that I met with just this past week, and I brought him several cassettes. He had all the equipment. We converted it into a digital format, and those songs have come alive again. So uh, I wanted to share those because that takes me back. That takes me back several years, and I can recount the faithfulness of God from the first time I started singing those songs until today. It's just a good marker for me. Rick, come on up here. Rick and I met each other, I think it was in 78, 77, something of that nature. He was youth pastor out at Walhawi Baptist Church where my family and I attended and and he was coming on as youth pastor as I was leaving the youth department and having graduated from high school and on my way to college. But we spent enough time together that we clicked. And we've been unseparated ever since. And I don't remember the first song you ever played for me. I have no remembrance of that. But I know you started. And you're going to continue today. And we're going to go back a few years, Rick, and just sing a, few, a couple songs from yesteryear, and the message is still as fresh as the first day I sung it, like I said before. I feel the touch of hands so kind and tender. They're leading in paths that I must try. I'll have no fear, for Jesus walks beside me. For I'm sheltered in the arms of God. So the storms rage high, let the dark clouds rise, they won't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. He walks with me, and not of earth 
shall harm me For I'm sheltered in the arms of God Soon I shall hear that call from heaven's portals Come on home, my child This is the last mile you must try. I'll fall asleep, but I'll awake in God's new heaven. Sheltered safe within the arms of God. So let the storms rage high, let the dark clouds rise. No, they won't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. He walks with me, and not of her shall harm me. For I'm sheltered in the arms of God. Yes, I'm sheltered in the arms of God. There are millions in this world who are craving. The pleasure earthly things afford But none can match the wondrous treasure That I find in Jesus Christ my Lord Fill my cup, Lord I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. So my brother, if the things this world gave you Leave hungers that won't pass away. My blessed Lord, He'll come and save you. If you kneel to Him and humbly pray. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Amen. 
Amen. That's my prayer this morning. That the Lord would fill us up. We have not because we ask not. And so here in the presence of the Lord this morning, I just want to share just a little bit with you that hopefully it will be something that you can take home and it will sustain you for days and months and weeks and years to come because the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We're going to go here now. Very good. Just, uh, you know, Rick, several... Several weeks ago, a few months ago, called or texted and said, uh, Kevin, I'd love for you to come back and sing for us and minister to us here at Friendship. And um, I love this place. I started coming here as a much younger man, as I said. And when I was really honing my teeth and ministry skills, if you will, as a younger man, and, and Rick gave me many opportunities to do that. And there's probably not one singular man on the earth that I attribute to um, where I am today musically than this guy right here. I'm serious. I'm serious. He served me as a young man, provided a platform and a people to minister and serve to. And I'm indebted, buddy. I'm indebted to your kindness and love to me for, for many, many years. Uh, a little about me. I'm, this is a homecoming of sorts. I grew up around here. But both my parents have passed away. They're in heaven. And I don't have a home to come back to other than my, my in-laws. They're here. They live up in Hazel Green. And, and we go there. And that's home. But my home, where the Thomases grew up, you know, I don't have that place really to go to here other than family and friends that are here. I grew up on Nick Davis Road out there in Harvest, Alabama. And uh, so when I come home, I realize the blessing of a place to call home and people to call your family and people to call your friends. And the room is full of those today. This whole section over here is people I invited. They're here. So if there's an award for whoever invited most people... I get the award. <laughs> so it's so good to have my wife, Melissa, of 40 years this coming June, and her parents, Wayne and Joanna, Kimbrough, my dear friend Arpon. Arpon, raise your hand there. Arpon is a dear, dear friend of ours. I'm going to talk about her in just a little bit. My first cousin, Myra, back here, and Ricky, her husband, and my Aunt Glenda, and John, John's Glenda's son, he's my first cousin, and his wife, Wanda, and their friend right here. I forget your name, baby. What's your name? Jayla. Jayla, yes, yes. And Alan, and Cheryl Jackson back there, they, they came all the way from Nashville. They didn't have anything else to do today. And they came down with Rich and Martha. They're part of the marriage uh, retreat crowd. And, and then here, Bob and Faye Williams, dear friends. Bob was my Sunday school teacher when I was a little kid growing up in the youth department there at at Wall Highway, and then Kenneth and Tanya Odell, just dear friends of many, many years. And things have changed over the years. We've grown up. Those that we loved dearly and served with have gone on, but there's still a remnant of us around. And, and it's just good to be together. Most of the time it's at a funeral. I'm glad we're not having a funeral today. I'm glad we're here 
just to enjoy each other's presence with the Lord. And I may have missed somebody, I don't know, but you, many of you have been lifelong friends for so, so terribly long. And I am so grateful. But this is where I grew up. I was born January the 7th, 1961 at Huntsville Hospital just down the road here. A different building than what's there now. Big old steps I remember you had to walk up to and a big old wide open waiting area there. I remember going as a little boy when we had family there at the hospital. My mom and dad, Wheeler and Claire Slay Thomas, raised me here in this area. They're both in heaven now. Older sister, Legina, she passed away when she was 28 years of age, very young. And I've shared many stories, what God, how God used all of that in our life. And, and I look forward to seeing my sister again. I have a younger sister, Angie, lives down in North Florida, a little place called Live Oak, Florida. Her husband's minister of music at First Baptist Church of Live Oak. And I love my baby sister. I was raised here in Harvest. I attended Monrovia Elementary School for the first through third grade. Myra and I were in class together. They rezoned the school system, and I had to go to Harvest Elementary for the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And then seventh through twelfth grade, I started going to a little school called Baraka Christian Academy over off of Sparkman Drive. I graduated there in 1979. Years later... Uh, Bracca dissolved as a school, and many of the students came here to try in a village Christian school, if you remember, that was here for many years, several years back. And um, I played Little League Baseball just around the corner here, Brom Spring Park, just around the corner here. And, man, if I had a couple hours, I could tell you a few stories about my Little League days. If there was ever a time that I could go back and relive As a kid, it would be 1973. You'd see me afterwards. I'll tell you that story. (laughs) Summer of 1973. I started leading music at Wall Highway as a teenager. Some of my Wall Highway friends will remember John White. John led the music there at Wall Highway, and John had to have some surgery. And I don't know why he came to me, but he said, Kevin, could you lead the music while I'm recovering from my surgery and and I can open up a hymn book and say turn to whatever and and Tim Cooper or Miss Dennison played the music played the piano back then and and that was the start of me leading music in a church setting soon after I started singing a few songs every now and then Rick came along I went to college I got a degree at Liberty University in church music Graduated in 1984. In June of 1984, I married Melissa. Met her at Wall Highway. I was there leading the music. This was the summer of 79. And and, uh, Wayne and Joanna and their family came to Wall Highway. And I'm up on the stage leading the music. And they walk in the door. And my mother-in-law tells this story. She said, I saw that young man up there. And I thought, that will make a good husband for my daughter one day. And she was right. I don't know if I'm a good husband, but I have a good wife. I can promise you promise you that. That's all Rick's fault. Rick was out there, and that's the only reason why they came to Wall Highway that Sunday. It was because Rick was out there. I started full-time ministry up in Madison Heights, Virginia, 
Temple Baptist Church. I served there from September of 1983, I think it was, till November of 91. Then we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And I've been in Nashville, Tennessee at Lighthouse Christian Fellowship for 32 years. It'll be in December. Never set out to stay there that long, but I never had any thoughts of going anywhere else either, you know. That's where God called us, and we have been invested, invested in that community. So it would take a lot to leave there. Got six precious children, five that are biologically ours, and then Aaron, who's our kind of unofficial adopted son. He lived with us several years. We call him son. He calls us mom and dad. I remember a day that Aaron had to go to the hospital. He had gotten injured. I was in the hospital ER with him. Nurse says, who's in the room? Aaron's grandfather was there too. And Aaron says, that's my grandfather. And, and then the nurse said, well, who is he talking about me? And Aaron said, that's my dad. First time he'd ever called me dad. I said, yeah, I'm his dad. So we call him son. Not to diminish all our other kids that Melissa worked very hard to bring into this world, but Seth's our oldest, and then Kayla, and Chad, then Blake, and then Savannah. They're all married. And they've blessed us with seven precious grandchildren. And it, it, I'd, I'd need a little more time to talk about them. But they are the joy of our lives. And Hallie is my oldest. And uh, Hallie and I went fishing several years ago when she was younger. And we caught a few fish together. And then later that night, I was at her house. And uh, I was helping tuck her into bed. They just lived a mile from us at that time. I helped tuck her into bed. I laid down in the bed with her. And we were talking about the fish that we had caught that day. I said, did you have a good time? She said, yeah, I had a great time. I said, Hallie, do you know that some of the fish in the, the fish in the water, they have mommies and daddies, you know? And, and so, and sometimes bigger fish eat the little fish for food. I don't know why I told her this, but (laughs) bigger fish eat the little fish for food. And she's got all sad. She said, oh, that is so sad that those mommy fish lost their children, you know. <laughs> and then I thought, Hallie, do you think maybe fish get sad? That maybe fish cry, you know. She thought for a second and she said, maybe that's where all the water came from. <laughs> There's a lot of sad fish. <laughs> There's a lot of sad fish out there, I'm telling you. But all my grandchildren are precious, very precious. I'm I'm a blessed man. I'm not a man of means, but that which means the most, I have more than I need. My cup runs over, and I'm sure you feel the very same way. I'm 62 years old now. We figured that out, didn't we, Tanya, earlier? I'm 62 years old now. And I'm I'm not as old as some, but I'm older than most, you know. And uh, life has afforded me many moments and memories and much that the Lord has taught me. When When I started singing as a younger man, I'd sing songs about 
what I just sang about heaven, songs about the troubles in the world and, and the rough seas that we encounter in our life. And I knew a little bit about that. I knew a little bit about that, but I know a lot about that now. And you do too. If you've lived long enough, you understand the depths of things that we experience and how they impact you and, and what you feel about them even many years later. And through those difficulties and, and even the blessings, God teaches us many, many things. He teaches us many, many things. And I don't have time to unpack this completely, but I'm just going to give you a nutshell of the year that I lived just a couple of years ago in 2021. I shared some of this at the marriage retreat a couple of years ago, and some of my friends from our church in Nashville are aware of this. But 2021 was an extraordinary year for me on many, many different levels. Started out my fourth-born son. He got engaged on New Year's Eve just prior to the start of 2021. I turned 60 years of age. In 2021, uh, my mother had health issues that began to manifest early in that year. And, um, and we began a journey of trying to consider how to help mom during that time. And then early in January of 2021, I had the most traumatic experience I've ever had in my life. And, and I was involved in an accident. Some of you are, are aware of this, but I was traveling the interstate in Nashville Southeast Nashville, and out of nowhere, I hit a pedestrian on the interstate coming from the median. I mean, it was just unexpected, totally unavoidable on my behalf, and happened so fast, and my life changed just like that. It's a very difficult experience. I felt the depths of sadness that I've never felt before in my life. Even with the loss of loved ones, there were moments of just profound sadness because of the event that took place. The lady perished. She did not survive. And so that experience put me in a place where I'd never been before. A place where I had walked with others. But I had never walked myself. And I didn't have the sense of why me? Why me? There were a bunch of cars running down that interstate, but why me? I began to embrace the reality that I can't change it. I can't change it. So God, how do you want to use this in my life? Soon after, soon after, this passage of Scripture came to my memory. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits, and that passage lists several. But I began to personally look for the benefits out of my suffering. I wanted to glean from this experience what maybe. That could be redeemable, what I could latch on to and say, without this experience, I would never have known this. And God taught me much. 
God taught me much from that experience. And, and just, just quickly, a list of things. I learned the depths of my relationship with my wife and that she entered into that with me. We were one. We both felt that together. My kids as well. There was just a bond and a binding of our relationship one with another. They cared about their dad. My pastor endeared himself to me and served me and my wife as he came to the side of the road where we were, the next exit from where it happened, and met us, met us there and ministered to us. This is ironic, but the very next day I had already scheduled to meet a lawyer with some friends of mine to get some legal advice. And we go into his office, we deal with the matter that they needed help with. And I pulled my friend aside and I said, Larry, can we, can I talk to you privately? And I went in his office and he listened as I told him the story of what had happened the night before. He gave me excellent legal advice. And one of the most important things that Larry told me was, Kevin, take care of you. Take care of you. Get some help. Talk to someone. Process through this. And over the next few days, I connected with a friend of mine that I went to college with, Ralph Cook. And I sang in the concert choir at Liberty University right beside each other. Fast forward all these years later. And he's running a counseling ministry in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And I call Ralph up and I explain. He says, Kevin, come in, please. And I spent several sessions with him just just talking. Just talking. He wasn't there to fix me. He was just there to listen. I learned the value of the importance of sitting with somebody and just listen to what they have to say. Don't bear the burden that I've got to fix them. They need the blessing of just having someone listen to them. That was a benefit for me. That was a benefit for me. I got a personal, private Facebook message a few days after that accident. It went to, I don't if you know how Messenger works, you know when it comes from your friend. And this came from someone I didn't know, and I was apprehensive to even open it for fear of a virus or something or another. And early on a Sunday morning, I opened it before I went to church that Sunday. I don't know if this is the Kevin Thomas that was in the accident that happened on Interstate 24 earlier this week, but if it is, I just want to let you know. There has been a group of prayer warriors praying for you. And then she went on to say that my husband and I are, are fostering two of the lady's children whom you hit on the interstate. I later learned she has five children. And she just proceeded to pour grace and mercy into me and say, we're praying for you. And we're raising these kids in the knowledge and nurture of the Lord. That was a benefit for me, you know. She told another friend about me. She went on my Facebook page and found me and stalked me, I guess. I don't know. And she found some songs that I had posted on Facebook. 
One particular song I had written some years ago and posted on Facebook, it was about grieving over the loss of a loved one, but having the hope of heaven. It's a song called A Little More Time With You. This lady sent that to this friend of hers who had just lost his mother-in-law. And she thought, well, that song will minister to him. He sends me a Facebook message and says, Kevin, this is ironic how all this has happened. But we just lost a dear loved one in our family. My wife is reeling in grief. But your song has ministered to us in our loss. That would have never happened without the event of January the 20th, 2021 on Interstate 24 in Southeast Nashville. I found the benefit of that. Another benefit. My mother passed away later that year after a lot of time helping take care of her. I took a leave of absence from church and went down to Florida. And my church was so gracious to give me so much time to invest in my mom and to serve with my sister there. And, and after her passing, God blessed us with many other benefits, you know, caring medical professionals and and dear friends that rallied around us as a family to support us. My, my cousin Myra came down and spent some weeks there helping us take care of mom. And, and uh, just more benefits that the Lord was bestowing upon our family. So 2021 enabled me to grow in my understanding of the provision of the Lord for whatever need that we might have, even when we are not aware that the need is coming. He's already in advance working out something for our good. You understand? He's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. And so I thank the Lord so much for that. I want to sing another song, get it ready, if you don't mind. But I learned the value of bearing the burdens of others because we felt others bearing our burdens and that burden was lifted and we were able to walk through what we walked through as a family both me personally and with my uh, the rest of my family and the loss of mom that year and I lost an uncle and an aunt that year as well it was a difficult year for our family and uh, if I didn't have the prayers of others. I don't know how I would have endured through it as much as I did. And um, the Bible says we're to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We're to come up under other people and serve them by bearing their burden. Matthew 11 says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Burdens are alone are too much for us to carry, thus the exhortation to both cast our burdens upon the Lord, but also to bear others. I have some dear friends, Kevin and Shelley Orr, Kelly, Kev, uh, Shelley has cancer, and it's just a matter of time. Rich and Martha have ministered to Kevin and Shelley as I have and Melissa. And I sat at her bedside just recently, and she wants to live, but her body is wasting away and just hurdle after hurdle. 
to get through from a medical standpoint. It'll take a miracle for Shelly to survive this. But Shelly has the hope of heaven. And her family has the hope of heaven as well. But they can't bear this alone. So we're bearing this burden with her as well. And I want to sing a song about that. Go ahead and start if you don't mind. And may you enter into the burdens of others this morning. Maybe someone's bringing somebody to your mind that you need to pray for because they desperately need you to pray for them. Somebody's praying. I can feel it. Somebody's praying for me. Mighty hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe that somebody's praying. For me, angels are watching. I can feel. Angels are watching over me. There's many miles ahead till I get home. Still I'm safely kept before your throne. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Your angels are watching. Over me, I have walked a barren wilderness. My pillow was a stone, and I've been through the darkest cavern where no light has ever shone. Still, I went on, for there was someone who was down on. Lord, I thank you for those people praying all this time for you and me. Somebody's praying. I can feel it. Somebody's praying for me. Mighty hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can see. Lord, I Lord, I believe 
that somebody's praying for me. Somebody's praying for me. tell Jesus all of my troubles. He is a kind, compassionate friend. If I but ask him, he will deliver. Make up my troubles quickly and in. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear these burdens alone I must tell Jesus I must tell Jesus Jesus can help me Jesus Won't you pray with me today?